Colorado Springs Gazette is reporting all six people killed in a mass shooting at a mobile home park have been identified. Police say the gunman who killed himself was the boyfriend of one of the victims. This woman lives in that park. It was just chaos. I mean, the cops were here and my fear was I had my grandkids here and... We were all in the same room. A survivor tells the Gazette the dead were family members celebrating three birthdays. What the hell is that? This is the Stone on Air radio show. What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. Like my generation, I have no apologies. Like my generation, yeah. All right, well, I'm actually kind of coming around. Still, still a Monday, but feeling a little bit better here as we get things started. My name is Brian Stoney. It's Keon Rose. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. For this hour, we hang out with you. Later, you can download it at stoneonair.com as a podcast. But for now, you're listening to a radio station in the city of Chattanooga, 92.7 on the FM dial. Nougat Radio is the name of said radio station. Thank you for finding it. However it is, you do find the show. So... I don't have a whole lot for you today that that matters, and that's there's plenty out there that matters to talk about um, for absolute sure. And so I'll tap dance around some of the headlines that I've just barely seen. Um, it is becoming so damn hard to find a, a Times Free Press in this city. Uh, I love the paper. I um, I love the people I know that work for the paper. I think they do a great job. Every time I open a TFP, I find something in there that I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. And that doesn't mean it's not information that can be found anywhere else. It's just I'm not going to find it because I'm not looking for whatever that it is. The layout is friendly. The uh, the aesthetically, it's a good-looking paper. And uh, I am a little critical occasionally, but I'm a little critical of everything occasionally. But I just can't find one. And I stopped by uh, a gr- our gas station just that we would expect to have, you know, a, a stack of papers, you know, the old golden gallon. And the, what are they called now? Circle K, I guess. And East Brainerd has left my mom's house and was going to use that to go through. Just I could have done a whole show on just a Sunday paper, likely, or at least gotten some some things, some thought starters. And I, could, I couldn't find one. And I've done this before. I'm not going to stop all over town trying to find one because I can look online. I do have access. I do backdoor it online. And, um, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. So I didn't get the Sunday paper to take a look at before the evening got around. And then this morning, which I'll backtrack here a little bit here, but this morning I tried to pull it up online to get a quick scan to just jot down a few notes itself. And the damn website was down. Or at least the portal to get into today's paper was. Not the entire site down, but the, to, to look at the actual, not the, the website portion, like the here's today's paper virtually, which is a very easy way to experience the paper as well. It wouldn't let me pull it up. So I'm walking in here. I have no idea what's going on. I'm going to talk about the overall weekend and the 
quote-unquote normalcy of it in the final segment of the show, but just to get a little uh, just kind of rough sketch of the weekend, I did lookouts Friday and Saturday, and then yesterday I went to my mom's, and my sister and her kids were there. It was just it was small, just us, made some food, uh, sat around, chit-chatted. It was nice. It was nice. It was easy. Um, there you go. Came back to the house. The Braves were on Sunday night baseball. So I was I was like, this is gonna be a pretty good day. I got a you know good lunch out of the way, hung out with family, then I get to get home, you know, play around with the computer, watch the Braves game, have a couple of drinks, maybe make another something small for dinner. None of that stuff happened. For whatever reason, I don't know if it was just from a long week where I still wasn't sleeping well into the weekend. I was exhausted last night. And so around 6.30, I laid down for what I thought might just be for a few minutes. And I was out, gone, until the next time I woke up. Still a little tossing and turning, but generally mostly out. I wake up, it's 11 o'clock at night. So now what do I do? I could... I don't need to go lay back down. I don't have to be asleep for the rest of the night because I, but I am a little groggy and I didn't really want to get up or I could spend the next hour working on today's show and catching up on things. But I know myself, as soon as I open up the computer, as soon as I turn the lights on, as soon as I make a drink and sit down, it's going to be two 30 in the morning. And then I'm gonna wake up on Monday and just want to die. So I said, let's just do this. Set an alarm for seven 30 this morning. Seven 15 is where I started it, which is stupid early for me. And, uh, but I knew I was going to be in bed since like seven o'clock the night before. Took a couple of melatonin, went back to sleep for the night, actually surprisingly got back to sleep and then came in and out of tossing and turning all night into borderline lucid style dreaming. It was just making mad, just make you know, make, make your brain go, go insane. And I woke up at four o'clock at three 30 in the morning. And jumped up to get some water. And I'm laying there thinking, oh, 7.30's got to be here any minute. I guarantee you we're almost to 7.30. No, you got four more hours, dude. And so by the time I finally got back to sleep and then woke up at 7.30 without too much trouble, I was just still so out of it. And it's like, what What do I have to do? What? Who are these people that get to wake up in the morning and feel refreshed? Like you see the commercials and stuff. Wake up, you know, they're smiling while they're stretching. Ah, another day. No, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter how I arrange my day. It doesn't matter if I'm drinking, not drinking, eating, not eating, stimulating, you know, screen time stimulation, not screen time stimulation. stimulation. I never wake up and feel worth a damn. Never. I was even dozing off around 930 as I I even text Janice that I'm not coming in early. Said I'll be there on time, but I can't get there early. I need to just snooze here for a second. Very, very weird considering I'd been in bed for 13 hours. I don't, I don't know what else to do um, other than, well, complete lifestyle change, which I'm not totally interested in doing that just yet. Uh, let's see. I got three pieces of audio for you coming up here in about uh, four minutes from right now, about three minutes, actually. The worst idea, the realest thing, and the coolest thing. And I had to I had to really kind of stretch to throw these together real quick this morning because I did work on the show from 8 until 9 a.m., but my brain's just not working at 8 o'clock in the morning. And so I'm, I'm just scouring through social medias. And, of course, the headline is, or the, the trending is, uh, Colorado Springs. And 
for whatever reason, because Colorado seems to be such a gun-loving, shoot them up in the rural areas kind of, and not-so-rural areas kind of state, which is a state that I've been there a little bit and love dearly. For some reason, the first thing that came to my mind was shooting. No joke, first thing that popped into my head. What else will be going on in Colorado Springs? And that's exactly what it was. And so I didn't even I didn't even click on the story. Six or seven dead at a birthday party. Looks like it might have been from the uh, socioeconomic ladder of a trailer park, trailer mobile home community. Which there's plenty of those out, out there in mountain country. Those some of those mount, that's where a lot of this is coming from. There's a lot of rough mountain folk in the hills of the Carolinas, in the hills of Colorado. So that's what it appears. Uh, but I don't know any more details than that. I don't. I don't have the energy in me today to do a whole show on it. I didn't. I'm not mad about. I mean, I am mad about it. I'm mad as hell. Mad as hell. But I'm not going to do a lot on it because if you're here regularly, which I know you are, I love you to death. Thank you. You already know where I'm going, so there's no reason to bore you with it. But it's once again a problem that we've decided that we're just not going to fix. The the country of the world that fixes problems better than anybody else in the world. And it's not even close. There's not a nation that fixes problems better than we do. Not even, it's, it's an ocean, a literal ocean, and a figurative ocean of space between one and two on that list of who fixes problems the best. Sometimes we fix problems that we create. But one way or another, we fix the damn things. This is just one of them we're not going to do. And not just legislation to to change on the books legislation we have states like this stupid state which i do love dearly tennessee who in the middle of all these kinds of things going on goes out of their way to relax gun laws and does it shamelessly shamelessly no one's coming after your stupid guns get over yourself nobody cares about you and your stupid, stupid, stupid guns. You want your guns? You're always going to be able to have your guns. It's not what this is about. Stop, stop living in fake outrage world. That's what that's all about. Maybe I'll make another mention of it before I leave this hour. I don't know. But for now, we'll put the wraps on that Colorado Springs shooting right there. Let's go ahead and jump to... Uh, what am I going to go with first here, Keon? Let's do... Um, this is Rick Wilson from the Lincoln Project. He's one of the loudest former Republicans. I don't think he considers himself a former Republican, but he uh, he's been involved with the political uh, the GOP for most of his life. Uh, this is the worst idea. He's just talking about Trump and um, who's going to be the next nominee, and just this is today's worst idea. Right now, if Donald Trump is not eaten by an alligator, struck by lightning, or slapped in jail. He's the presumptive nominee for 24. We just have to deal with that. The thing that bothers me is that someday you're going to have a smarter version of Trump, a radical authoritarian populist, who's going to say, hmm, I know how to not say the few keywords that will trigger Facebook to throw me off, but I'm going to use the, the amplification mechanisms of Facebook to make people think it's okay to load some people into boxcars if we don't like their politics. Because that is what Facebook is designed to do. It is designed to motivate people in a way that is almost mentally irresistible. And that is a dangerous tool, especially if someone more sophisticated than Trump comes along uh, in, the, in the immediate future. And there will be someone more sophisticated than Trump. That's what I've been saying for a while now. I've, I've been just referring to it as a disciple. 
whoever the next disciple is, whoever is anointed next, if that is actually a thing, will have will yield just as much power likely as Trump does. I, I would suggest Trump does not run in 2024 and just figures out who that next that next disciple will be to carry the Trumpism torch. I just don't know if Trump has the uh, uh, ego capacity to to do something like that, but. There you go. We'll see where it goes. Today's realest thing is there are shortages in the restaurant industry, but we're always, we keep asking the question, why? Well, it's we all pretty much know this is just a little satire on TikTok. Today's realest thing. We work 40 hours a week for no money. We're exhausted. Customers treat us like garbage, and we get absolutely no benefits. Okay, that's your fault. Um, you shouldn't work minimum wage. You should just look for a better job. Why do you accept being treated like that? You shouldn't. Okay, I will no longer accept that, and I will look for a better job where I am treated like a person. Thank you for tuning in. Our top headline tonight, Americans don't want to go back to work, and no one can figure out why. Simple as that. Uh, you, told, you told me I should do something else. Okay, well, I have done something else. The final one here real quick, the coolest thing. This is just a dude named Jason Scoop. He's doing impersonations while he's riding a bicycle through the park. This is today's coolest thing. Look, nobody rides a bicycle through the park. I like I ride a bicycle, frankly, through the park. That I can tell you. Uh, there are not red bicycles uh, or uh, blue bicycles. Uh, these are the United Bicycles uh, of America. <laughs> What's a bicycle? <laughs> Evildoers. I'll show you my bicycle if you show me your tricycle. Riding a bike. We're on McDougal's Street in the West Village. Oh, yeah! Jerry! Yes, Sebastian Maniscalco. And his cop tries to give me a ticket for riding on the sidewalk. When I was a kid, you could ride your bike on the sidewalk. Now they turn it into, like, a federal offense? Aren't you embarrassed? Come on. Riding my bike to the Pudding Pop Factory to get some taste of treats. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I know that it may be illegal to ride my bike on TikTok. So I know who everybody is on that list, um, except for Sebastian. Who's who is that? Do you know Keon? It didn't. It was all first names or, or last names on the list. Is there a comedian or somebody that's a clown that's named Sebastian something? No, I not. Somehow I met there was Cat Williams. There was uh, Jerry. There was Kramer. There was uh, the presidents, and then right in there was a Sebastian. I even did a quick Google search of Sebastian. I didn't. Anyway, whatever. That's today's coolest. Thing. So coming up next, I was going to do stretch out a long kind of a, a overall segment about this transfer of power within the House and the infighting of the GOP. I'm still going to do that just without all the show prep that I originally was planning on having. Uh, basically, just talk about the American. Uh, uh, what do I always call it? Political entertainment complex. God, my brain is just barely here, guys. My bad. Snooker Radio 92.7 and on. Line at on air.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Stone on Air radio show on Nuga Radio 92.7. Welcome back in. 
Nougat Radio 92.7, stoneonair.com, Brian and Keon. Happy Monday, though there's no such thing. This is old school Mother Love Bone is the name of the band. The I got into a kick over the weekend was going back in time and listening to them over the course of Saturday and Sunday and didn't forget how much I loved them. I just hadn't thought about it in a while. And they are the basically two-thirds of the rhythm section of Pearl Jam. This is probably from like 1988. And then those same two guys, Stone and Jeff, were the rhythm section of the band before this named Green River. Also, all these out of Seattle. They probably were a band around 1984, 1985. Sub Pop Records was becoming big from that area. And one of the handbills for Green River, I can't remember how it was worded, but that was produced by Sub Pop, says something about the grunge of Green River. And so often attributed, Green River and Sub Pop coined the phrase grunge rock which would later become the biggest scene since the British invasion of the of the 60s as far as an explosive music scene maybe rivaling like hip hop at that same time and maybe electronic kind of music these days but it was quite the explosion and um, I don't know so I just I was waxing nostalgic this past weekend all right, at Stone on Air and all social media is how you can get a hold of me. I'm with you here Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And that's a great thing for every week, but for this week in particular, I'm going to try again with that let's sleep all night thing and see if maybe I can't completely play catch up with you. Uh, Gary and Tide will be in here with you, as they always are, at 10 a.m. So I pulled some audio this morning, and I just didn't have the time or the... Uh, the mental capacity to, to start putting together the segment the way I wanted to do this segment. Plus the shooting in Colorado Springs kind of screwed up my mindset. It, it made me, I felt like, okay, now I shouldn't be doing this. I should, I should talk about that. And I did for a few minutes on the front end. And if you know me at all, you already know what I think. So no reason to spend a lot of time on that right this minute. Might come back to it another time when I have some more facts and some more thoughts and some more news around legislation from state to state maybe one of these days we'll have one that's not a deregulation of something already on the books and something that's more regulated i don't know we'll see enough on that i want to do more of a dive into who this what's her name stefanik elise stefanik i think that's how you say her first name elise stefanik she's 36 years old and she is who is going to be the next whatever liz cheney's title is i forget she's like one of the third most powerful republicans in the country as far as decision making power um she's going to be removed because she refuses to say that trump is a buffoon and this isn't a lie and you guys need to stop this you're acting like children uh, this looks really really bad we're ruining this party i mean i'm paraphrasing she's never said any of these exact words But that's what she means, and that's what most of us understand is actually what's happening here. But the power of Trump is just going and going and going. I don't know if it's escalating beyond what we could have already maybe guessed, but it might be. And it certainly isn't falling off. And this is the political entertainment complex, the political entertainment industry at its finest. We are in 
emboldened kind of community, country, electorate. We're a bunch of dummies. We don't know what we want next. We don't want, we don't know what we want now. And these politicians and their behavior is starting to reflect the electorate. Everybody walking around is being influenced by this. We're all a bunch of adult children. Very few people can actually make up their own mind. Can't figure out what to buy without being targeted ad to. Can't figure out who to vote for without seeing radical, over-the-top advertising. Can't, get, can't put our stupid-ass phones down. This ain't just a child thing. Every American walking around, I do it too. We all do it. We all do it. It's, it's the new normal. The difference is how you process the information that you get. So people are seeing other people act the way they are and they're getting away with it. And you see where this trickle down is. This is very easy to understand when you talk about your kids. You don't want, or at least when I was growing up, there was a big emphasis on kids don't need to be hanging out with people who are terribly influencing them in a way that they're going to latch on to because that's what children do. But we, what we don't spend any amount of time on is thinking about and discussing the dangers of the highly impressionable adult child, which is most everybody walking around. And it's amazing that, that technology and access to real, solidified, authenticated information, the ease in which we have to that, we don't gravitate towards. We gravitate towards the salacious, sensationalized television show that is American politics. Keon, I think you were out the day I had. This, I found some um, New Zealand comedian, never heard of him before, and it was. It's less of a funny joke, of more of it's just wow. What a way to put it. Total paraphrase here. This won't be funny, but his point was. There's all these different things to watch. There's so many different entertainment outlets. You got Twitter, you got whatever this, and then you got America. Wow. (laughs) You guys put 325 million people into one space, and you all disagree, and you're all allowed a gun. What a show this is. That was basically his point. Yeah. This this goes back to my, um, and he had some, the funniest part was Grand Theft Auto has a better, uh, health or healthcare program than the United States of America. I can't do the joke, right? But it was, it was good stuff. Anyway, to what I'm always saying is why, and I've been doing this little bit for you, it's not a bit, it's not fun, it's just kind of the angle I take. Why does this happen? Because that's what we always do. We ask questions. Why? How did this happen? I don't get this. The rebel rousers. This doesn't make any sense. How can this happen? It's because we freaking allow it, man. We allow it. This is what we do. It's a cost of, it's a cost of the price of the cost of doing freedom. I don't want to lose freedom. I'm not trying to get rid of freedom. I'm a very big fan of freedom, as a matter of fact. But we allow all these things to happen. And so what, what's what's happening here with this Elise Stefanik, and I'll, I'll do some audio and things like that that's sitting in my email, you know, probably on Wednesday, for the week's over anyway, to kind of describe this person a little bit more. But just a quick paraphrase. She's 36 years old. She was the youngest person elected to Congress, excuse me, I think it was the, the youngest overall person. I don't know if it was maybe just the youngest female, but that's pretty young, 30, to be in um, and to be, to be in the House. So that was six years ago. And her entire voting record is all moderate, moderate, moderate. She lives in New York. She's in an area that is very split up congressionally. There, she's not far away from 
heavier blue Democratic areas. So those types need to be moderates. Extreme politics, generally speaking, doesn't work. Now, <laughs> Trump's proven me wrong on this one. I even said I said it, you know, on the podcast four years, four and a half years ago when he won. Everybody, calm down. Extreme politics doesn't hold up. Any any radicalized extreme political stance, that movement will hang itself if you give it enough rope. Generally speaking, that's true throughout most of history. This one's proving to be a little bit different. We'll see. Nothing changes much over a year or two or even four years. A lot can change between four and eight usually. So we'll see where that goes. But she she is now, for some reason, I, I caught the eye of, of, of Don Trump. And she has flipped upside down backwards on everything. This is all you need to know. These people don't have real stance, stances and opinions. They are formed. They're created through the emboldened nature of the people who are coming before them. She's seeing uh, Brobart, whatever her name is, out in Colorado, speaking of guns and gun-loving psychopaths. She's seeing her in action, and she's getting away with it. Marge Taylor, Tyler, Green, Blue, she's really flipping the script here. So she's seeing her do this and get away with it and be on television and become a star. Every one of these people are going to write books. They're going to be on all the talking show heads every night. This is not about what they truly believe in. It's not about ideology. Because if it was, you couldn't flip that quickly. What One of you was lying. One of, you're, you're a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde self. One of you is lying. Either you were lying about being a moderate. And on many of the, the, the clips, we're working with both sides. And all that just, you know, mouth diary as they would call it oh we got to do this you know all the saying all these things that she she thought people wanted to hear denouncing trump and trumpism early on to now flips upside down complete opposite on every one of those issues bottom line she's a liar because one of those things is a lie i don't know which one it is i don't know if it's her moderate nature as a as a young freshman Congresswoman, or if it's her now extreme, and they all this extreme radical left, extreme radical left. No, bro, y'all are the extreme ones. Most of us are all the same. Most of us have been where we've been for 30 years. This Trump movement, this cult, this is extreme radical political movement. Shut up with that. That's what they do. Flip the script, turn it around on them. Dummies can't handle this. Don Trump is a freaking linguistic, well, I don't want to say that. He is a rhetorical genius, not linguistic. He's got a terrible vocabulary. But he knows how, through rhetoric and bombastic demagoguery, to do this. And he and he's he's here to stay. He's not going anywhere. And so now he's endorsing her. I mean, he's the, he is the leader of the Republican Party. A guy sitting in a, in a mansion in an estate in Florida releasing emails to people he's his companies have hacked into their emails or infiltrated, I should say, into their emails and doing podcasts and doing a Fox News every now and again. He's the most important and powerful person in the GOP. And all of these lapdogs, these losers, these absolutely pathetically fake Marge Tyler Taylors, 
broke bro Bart out in Colorado, and then now this one. Elise Stefanik. I think I actually did get her name right. Elise Stefanik. And that's going to happen any day now. And, you know, Liz Cheney, just like Mitch Romney, Mitt Romney, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that one either. Mitch, uh, that would be actually kind of funny if I came up with that on, on my own. Um, but, yeah, just like these uh, Bob Corkers and Lamar Alexanders, these real Republicans, these real conservative, for real Christian Republicans are getting out of this game. And that's terrifying me even more because that's going to allow for one more seat to open, another seat to open. Liz Cheney's not running for any more offices. She's done. There's no reason to. You're not going to win, probably. And who the hell really wants to put up with this mess anyway? But so then you have you have Bob Corkers take a step, you know, step off stage left and be done. Who do we get? We get Trump female clone Marsha Blackburn. You get Lamar Alexander, old conservative white Republican, real, true, authentic to the party, steps aside. Who do we get? What's his name? Haggerty? Whatever that bumpkin's name is. And that's happening across the country. I don't know who, who, who all these are, like Flake, Jeff Flake in, in, in Arizona. I don't know who took, who took that, taking that seat. I'm sure it's somebody who's watching everybody else and sees the, the American political entertainment industry explode. So any of you people walking around who get all excited about political figures and you put the stickers on your cars and you wear the gear and you're cheering. I mean, vote for who you want to vote for. That's what this is all about. But that's you just it's just a weird look. These are stupid, stupid people. Well, they're not stupid. You're stupid is the thing. They're they're pandering to the to the dumbasses in the electorate. They're actually very smart. Most of them are highly educated, very intelligent people. You'll find a lot that aren't, but most of them are, especially the ones that are good enough to become stars on television in that whole arena. It's pathetic. It's disgusting. It's gross. And de- Democrats do all this crap too. But you can do a, you can do your own podcast on that. That's not my point. That's that's not that's not what frightens me right now. Snooker Radio ninety two point seven, Stone on Air Radio Show later disguised as a podcast at stoneonair.com. My weekend this last two and a half days was back to what you would consider normal, but did I enjoy it? I'll tell you next. This is Jay Bird. Song is called Lottery. Nuga Radio 92.7. It's on air.com. This was the first Jay Bird song I had heard, and I at first thought, this song is stupid. This is a stupid sounding song. I, 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 I didn't know who she was yet, and I just dismissed it because I'm bad doing those kinds of things. And then I started listening to the lyrics and listening to more of her songs, and I was like, this is actually great. And her, her lyrical structure is so good. So good. 
should be at the signal a week from yesterday. Oh, great. Here comes another crappy Monday for me. We got tickets to give away. Find us on any social media if you see a post for the show. Like, share. Love it. Comment on it. Tag your friends in it. And we'll throw your name in a hat. We'll probably pull those winners on Friday. All right, let's see. First of all, let's get this out of the way. Hemp House, thank you to Dwayne and Casey. I don't mean to get it out of the way like it doesn't mean anything. I want to just make sure that I don't forget it, which I often do. They are your kings and queens for all things CBD, tinctures, bombs, oils. Even get something for the cat and dog. They got little droplet droppers for the CBD kind of stuff for them, too. I have friends that have sworn by it. Three locations in town, North Shore, East Ridge, and out in Ultawa. HempHouseChat.com, HempHouseChat with two T's.com, and 771HEMP. Spell that out, 4367. They are Chattanooga's premier hemp shop. Tell them that Brian and Keon and Jen and Jeff, everybody here at Nuga Radio, sent you along, and they'll take care of you. Uh, this in the paper today looks like so the um, phase two of the 24I-75 interchange is going to be taking place next year for two more years after that i don't know when this project started because i wasn't driving out this way or that way when during the years that it started it seems like the progress has gone pretty well from the vantage point that i have that is about six months of driving through it every day it sucks but i've been through worse but it also looks spectacularly amazing like when it will be done it'll be a very pretty very well done aesthetically and functionality wise uh, for for going in and out of Tennessee, I, especially with Exit One over there. You know, where close to where I live, um, I think it's going to be wonderful once it's done. But it looks like it'll be at least by twenty twenty four. This first phase is supposed to end at the end of this year, at the end of this summer. Excuse me, not the end of the year. It will probably be the end of the year. But they're right now scheduled to be on. Uh, on track to have the main work done by summer of this year. Again, no chance that'll happen on time. But anyway, somewhere around in there. But where all the rest of this phase two stuff is, and I was actually happy to hear this. Okay, that intersection's looking really nice. That's gonna be pretty that's gonna be pretty great. But because of all the added truck and heavy machinery and and traffic diversion and everything going on on the periphery of this of this project, the roads are falling apart. The terrace that goes on either side of 24, I guess it would be north and south. The terrace runs. One goes, you you know, takes you down towards the theater. The other one brings you back down to uh, Germantown one ways. Those things are shredded. I mean, quite literally crumbling. I'm driving, you know, almost like a race Mario Kart, trying to dodge potholes and junk in the road and just chunks of, of, of concrete that gets knocked out every other day, seemingly. So that's the next project is to tidy up and clean all that up and finalize all that. And that's going to take another couple of years. So it's going to be 2024, 2025 before that's done, but it's going to be fantastic. We just got to bear with it. Talk about my weekend here in just a minute. Um, got just a few minutes until we wrap up the show here. Uh, I've been holding on to this one for a week. I just, I, I couldn't believe when I saw it. Verizon sells Yahoo and AOL America online for $5 billion. First of all, who knew that Verizon owned Yahoo 
and AOL. I didn't. And who would think that at this day and age that these are worth $5 billion? I know a lot of that's more complicated than just dollars. You know, they didn't just pull a $5 billion bill out and hand it over. It's, it's a much more complicated transaction. But AOL and Yahoo are being sold again to a private equity firm. Verizon, wireless company Verizon will sell, that's what I already said. They purchased it for $9 billion back in 2015, and they had a whole new idea of a new different, what do they call it, digital media business that would compete with Google and Facebook, but it didn't work, clearly. So I still use Yahoo email because um, I have 35, literally 35,000 emails unread in there. All my junk goes to Stone 91 Rock at Yahoo, and then all my not junk goes to my Gmail account. But, yeah, who knew? Five bill for America Online and Yahoo. All right, let's see. Just a few more minutes left here. My name is Brian Keon here. He'll hang out with you for the rest of the morning. I'm going to, I don't know, got to hit the day job, and I'm going to get some nap time in later on. I can tell you that. It is gray out there. I haven't looked at the forecast, but you've got a smartphone. You can figure out what the forecast is on your own. I believe in you. I have all the confidence in the world that you can take care of that one on your own. Um, so I went out this weekend, and I had what you would consider what would have once upon a time been a normal weekend. And that would mean planned lookouts game on Saturday. All right, I know I'm going to that one. I know I'm going to do A, B, and C leading up to that. There's my plan Saturday. Well, then on Friday, I get an invite out of nowhere. Hey, got an extra ticket. Here's an email. Download it. For Friday night. And I work till usually around 7 at the earliest. Usually, well, I got out a little early on Friday. So I was like, hey, yeah, sure, why not? I'll go down. Whole bunch of people. Big, big, a birthday party for a, for a kid. Um, but, you know, tons of adults. Many of them I haven't seen in a decade. Basically, quite literally took up an entire section because it was all distanced out. But it was great. I had fun. And I was kind of joking with them. I was like, I... I was like I can't I can't go to two lookout games in a row. That's crazy. Who does you can't go to two in a row? I'm just so used to it. You can't do any of these things. You can't do this stuff. Well, yeah, now now you basically can. And so after that, I got talked into going for a you know drink or two afterwards down at the Leaping Leprechaun right down the street. And I said, uh, okay, again, this is the new, this is the old normal. This is, I'm not going anywhere tonight. Okay, I guess I'll go for a minute. I'm only staying for an hour. Okay, I guess I'll stay for three. I'm leaving as soon as it's over. Okay, I'll make one more stop. That's my, that's my old normal. That's what Friday ended up being. Saturday was fine. Um, met up for you know, some dinner. Went to the game. Couple of friends. Watched the game. Went home. Totally cool. And then yesterday, went to the grocery store. Got a bunch of got steaks and shrimp and the sides and all this. Went to my mom's, cooked all that up. And I was talking to my brother at one point, or even more than just my brother. And I was like, this is like the most normal weekend I've ever, I've had in a year, you know, a year and however long it's been. A year and two months. Like, it was completely back to normal. And I don't, I don't think I really even enjoyed it all that much. Because, <laughs> I mean, I did have fun. But I didn't have really that much fun. And it cost a lot of money. I uh, I can't explain exactly because there's no reason to, but I had a bit of a hookup at Lookouts Games. I didn't didn't really usually have to pay for much of anything. Well, the pandemic has ruined all that. 
It's like the new system just means I'm paying for everything. I'm never getting anything free. You know, I got kind of spoiled. And so I'm, you know, I'm pulling full freight two nights in a row. Then the, re- then the you know, hit the bar Friday night. My goodness, bar tabs are expensive. I forgot. I hadn't had a bar tab other than maybe once or twice in the last year and however long. And then hit the grocery store on Saturday and got the good stuff. It's mom's day after all. And get some flowers, get a vase. You know, next thing you know, I'm like, this was a $300 weekend. And I only kind of, enjoy- I only had an okay time. It was just, it was okay. It was good. It was nice to do. And I, but I, but it wasn't like, oh, thank God my life's back. My life's restored. I, I think because a lot of my priorities have changed. And I think just like so many other things in now a post pandemic or on our way to a post pandemic era, things that needed to change that industry and individuals and companies from the top to the bottom, it, things that needed to change were es- expedited to change because we had no choice in the matter. And I think this is just a small anecdotal example for me. I needed to stop going out after the Lookouts games on Friday. I needed to not go to ball games two nights in a row. I always did that every weekend. And then I wonder why I was so damn broke all the time. Well, dummy, you're spending it all on marginally fun stuff. Like you know, Saturday night Lookout game for the weekend, that's a perfectly decent goal for a fun activity. But then I throw in another one. And then I'm out at, out at the bar afterwards. What are you, what are you doing? That's what you used to stop doing. That's not that much fun, especially when the price tag is 110 bucks. I did the same thing when I came back from the Braves game the other day. It was just like, what the hell are you doing? It's not that it's not fun. It's just unnecessary. So many other things I could do to have fun that cost little to nothing that I figured out over the last year. It's not like I've been sitting in my house bored to tears for a year. I figured out other ways to have to enjoy myself. To save money, to be more productive and still enjoy my life and sitting around in bars and going out on a whim. Hey, let's go out for four hours and spend all the money. I think I'm done with that. And I think that was proof. At least I'm done with doing it regularly. So anyway, the new normal, not nearly same as the old normal. Keon Rose will hang out with you for the rest of the morning. Braves took two of three this weekend. From the Phillies, and that's all I got. StoneOnAir.com is how you can find the show here in a matter of minutes. Love you. See you later. Bye.